At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, this is Holden Kushner. Be sure to check out my new podcast, the Denver CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. We dive into the betting angle on all Denver teams, all angles. If you're from Denver or a fan of Denver or Colorado or just a fan of Denver sports teams or a fan of betting in general, and you want to become a sharper better, well, this is the podcast for you. So subscribe, follow, and listen to the Denver CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Denver City Cast with Holden Kushner, presented by Bet Rivers. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Denver City Cast. Holden here, and uh, thanks to Bet Rivers for putting this out there. And it's under the Visa umbrella, too. I just have such a great time doing this. Show number two, there is so much going on. I got to talk to you about trends and my thoughts on trends. We've got the Broncos and the Browns on Thursday night. Bombshell dropping. The Case Keenum revenge game is coming up. So you got that on Thursday night. The Nuggets tipping off tonight. We'll do a season preview. Should be joined by Nate Kreckman for that uh, catch up with Ian St. Clair with Play Colorado. PlayColorado.com, by the way, pretty cool site for Colorado betting. And I want to talk to Ian about a whole bunch of things. Preview this Broncos game. Preview the Nuggets season. And also, I want to know why table tennis is still one of the most popular sports to bet on here in Colorado. It's just flat out bizarre. So Nuggets in a little bit. Let me start with the Broncos and the Browns. So Case Keenum is going to be starting for the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield with that left shoulder injury, it was just too much. And the lines really have shifted big time. When I did this show on Monday, I saw four 
and even four and a half. The Broncos getting four, four and a half. They were under the assumption, the books were under the assumption, at least Bet Rivers was, that Baker Mayfield was going to play. So many things going on with this game now. So let's discuss that first. How do you react to injury news? How do you handicap that way? Well, the first thing I say to myself, how many points, let, let's say this, this line is two, because that's where it's sitting at as I take this on uh, Thursday late morning. Let's say this, this line is two. Well, if the line was four and it was sitting at three and a half this morning with the books telling you is Baker Mayfield is worth about a point, a point and a half to this game. So that's the first thing we need to look at. Why did the line change? Lines are going to change all the time. Sometimes it's because a big bet comes in. A lot of times because of injury. Uh, so as the week has gone on, now we found this out. It's not like the Broncos are completely healthy either. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater's got a foot ankle issue. There's linebackers that are missing. There's just a ton of injuries in this game on a short week, which I really wasn't considering the total very much here. I'm going to go, let me go back up and see where this total has gone. Cause it seems like it's changing every five minutes. All right. So I saw it at 43 this morning, 42 and a half. And again, another point. So here are the lines at Bet Rivers as I look at it right now. I don't know how much these are really going to change before game time unless Bridgewater's out. But Broncos plus two, plus 110 on the money line. So that has dropped significantly. You were getting it in the 140s. And the total here is 41 and a half. I, li I like the hook there. That's kind of nice. I like the hook. But things have just dropped dramatically. So... Let's find out. Let, let me talk this out with myself, and you could talk it out with yourself, and we could try and come up with a plan here. Um, so, first of all, you would think Teddy Bridgewater starting this game. Baker Mayfield not starting should have no impact on what happens with Teddy. But Teddy was not looking good. He was hobbling around in practice. We'll see how that uh, continues to either progress or maybe regress if it regresses we're in, we're in trouble we're going to be watching case keenan versus drew lock and that's not going to be fine okay let's get to some trends then i'll come back and look at my best bets or at least my best leans there's one there's one prop that i really love in this game one prop that i really love a bet on a quarter and then as far as the side i think we just missed it i i if you're going to bet this, don't even take the two with the Broncos. Just take the money line at plus 110. All right, let's start with this. So I look at this game. I'm not a trends guy. A lot, a lot of people are trends guys. Oh, for the last 20 years, I'm making up arbitrary numbers. The Broncos on the road as a two-point dog have gone 16-1 and one against the spread. Well, that's just stupid. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. That's 20 years ago. Even 10 years ago, nobody's on this team that was here 10 years ago. Nobody's, I don't want to say nobody, very few players from five years ago are on this team. Okay, there's so much turnover in the NFL. There's two ways to look at trends too. And there's two ways to attack this because you're going to have to use your own process. Everybody has a different process. My guys over at Run Pure Bets, everybody that's at Run Pure Bets has a different process. Okay, when we're looking at the NFL. Some take... You know, just advanced numbers. Some look at DVOA. Some look at air yards. Some There's so many different ways to do it. Some just use the eye test. I got a guy that looks at these games and goes, hmm, okay, uh, Broncos plus two? Meh, I like them. And a guy's a good better. I think there's about 2% of betters that can get going on feel. 
the rest of us, the 98% of us, <laughs> we got to dig into this stuff and actually study it, okay? If you're one of those guys that could just look at a line, you're a profitable better, please hit me up on Twitter at Holden Radio. I would love to talk to you. I want to pick your brain on this. But anyways, back to the trends. So very few trends for me. I'm more of a data analytics guy, but I still do use my eyes for some of these bets too. And I equate it to baseball. If you go to baseball, there is the numbers only guys, the analytics, the numbers only guys, and then there's the the eye test guys. Well, for me, I'm a 50-50 guy. I really do think it gives you an advantage to watch games. You know, just blindly betting the Broncos, you could look into the numbers. I don't think that's the way to go, personally. But that's my process, okay? So, I in football, I've almost been 100%, you know, analytics plus eye test as opposed to just a, a feel thing. And how does that line up to talk about trends? Well, trends... Trends, again, analytics, eye test, and trends. Trends, you just go back over time and see if there's something that you could dig into that's going to help you bet on this one. And personally, very rarely do I find a good trend. I kind of like this one, though. And this is assuming Teddy starts. If anything changes between now and then, I'll do an emergency pod and let you know. But Teddy is 23-4 and on the road against the spread. Now, this thing goes back a few years, too. But at some point in time, you got to look at 27 games. This is not a small sample for the NFL. 27 road games, he is 23 and 4. That's big. The other trend that I got into was the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, going back to last year, and, and this is an approximate number, one, one win or loss, uh, either way. The Chiefs were like 0 11 and 1 into this year. They just couldn't cover a spread until they finally did against the Eagles. That was a trend I started hitting about week three. So to this point, they have covered every, they have covered for me, they haven't covered every week but one. So things are looking good um, with that trend with the Chiefs. I think there is something to Teddy Road, ATS. Um, so I'm going to bake that into my thoughts on this game. And here, there are some other injuries that we have to take account for, okay? First of all, Broncos have a linebacker problem. Look at this. Andre Mintz, Alexander Johnson. So two players on injured reserve. They lost three linebackers. They're inside linebackers. They're screwed. Did you see what Kenyon Drake did last week after the injuries? Just tore him up. This was a Broncos run defense that was suffocating first three games of the season against bad teams. Now... I could see Dearness Johnson having a nice little game. Who's Dearness Johnson? Hmm. Hmm. Let me stroke my beard that I don't have. So while I'm thinking about this, Dearness Johnson is the third string running back with the Browns. He is a pretty talented guy. And for those of you that say running backs don't matter, there are some situations where they really don't matter. You know, in Tennessee, they're not going to replace Derrick Henry. In Cleveland, I don't think you're going to replace Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt. These are two astronomical talents at running back. But I'm trying to find this stat. Here, here it is. So you've got the Broncos going up against a Cleveland rushing attack that averages 5.2 yards per carry. That's, I mean, that's huge. And that's with Chubb and Hunt. And let's just say Dearness Johnson, who averaged about five yards per carry in his limited duty last year. Let's just say we knocked that down a full yard 
which I don't think is going to be, uh, it, it's going to be that drastic. I think it'll be less than that. But let's knock it down to 4.2. This guy gets 15 carries right there over at 60 yards. Plus, you got to throw it about 61 yards. Last time I looked, and I got in on his prop of Bet Rivers at 58 and a half. Okay. Let's see where this has gone now because the Dearness Johnson thing's interesting. He's the guy that I liked a lot. If Nick Chubb was it was in this game, his prop would be in the mid 80s. He would. Uh, Kareem Hunt probably in the 70s. Player rushing. Let's let's dig this up here. Oh, they took it down. So Bet Rivers took it down. There's two ways to look at this because I still like this Dearness Johnson prop. There's two ways to look at it. Either a because Case Keenum is in there, it's going to be tougher for the Browns to run against the Broncos because they're just going to be all out trying to attack the run game and stuffing it. On the other hand, you could see a scenario where this game is close and the running game is still going to be very, very big. They're going to be very involved in the running game. And I just look at the injuries that the Broncos have at, at linebacker, especially on the inside. I think the Ernest Johnson, and I'm fascinated to where they post this. I think at 58 and a half, I'm fine going over. I think up to about 60 and a half, maybe 61 and a half going over. Where do they repost this line though? So you got to look at that and you have to ask yourself. I'm not going to tell you what to do here. You have to ask yourself, do I think that this is going to be a close game? And even if Case Keenum stinks, they're still going to give the ball to the Ernest Johnson 20 times. Because if you think he's going to be a bell cow, and he's probably going to be. They called up Josh Kelly. They called up Josh Kelly from the from the practice squad. Give me a break. John Kelly. They called up John Kelly. So he's going to be a bell cow in my estimation. 18 to 20 carries for Dearness Johnson. If you think he can get those four yards with the Broncos defense probably honing in on the run, then you bet the over. What would I feel comfortable going up to? Like I said, 60 and a half, maybe 61 and a half. I don't know where Bet Rivers reposts this. So after you listen to this, go see where it is. I would say if that number goes over 61 and a half, I would back off. I wouldn't touch it. I wouldn't touch it because there's two logical sides to this. One, the Broncos stuffed the box or B, well, two, I guess if we're going <laughs> numerically, or two, he's just getting so much volume that he's going to get to that 61, 62 yards that you need. This thing comes back to 58 and a half. Forget it. Slam it. I mean, that, now you're getting an extra two or three yards on top of it. I think Johnson is going to be extremely involved in this game. So depending on where they're posted, you know where I'm feeling now. Okay, next. Uh, the next one would be the first quarter for the Broncos. Oof, before this happened, I had a couple of great bets. I, I really liked it. And they're called three-way bets, okay? Broncos getting off to horrible starts week after week. But they, what, what was it? They finally scored their first touchdown on the first drive in like 7,000 years. 24 consecutive games they've gone without doing that until last week. Uh, pardon me if I think that you know, a one-game aberration. Then we go back to trends. A one-game aberration's really changed everything for the Broncos. I'm not buying it with a banged-up Teddy Bridgewater. So both teams are in a lot of trouble here with quarterback play, especially the Browns because Case Keenum is just an absolute joke, and Broncos fans had a chance to look at that 
and, and view that for themselves. Okay, here we go right now. Quarter number one. So this is a three-way. If you just went with the money line for the Browns, and we're going under the assumption that the Broncos are still going to stink in the first quarter and they're going to have to play catch up. Money line, Cleveland minus 134. This thing was in the mid 150s before the quarterback change. Uh, Broncos plus 106. You like the Broncos? You're getting plus money. I absolutely love that. Okay, that's the first thing. Second of all, the three-way. So here's the, here's the interesting thing in the three-way, why you would get the Browns at plus 125 to win the first quarter. Because on the money line, at least you're getting your money back if, it, if, if they tie, if they're 3-3 at the end of the first or whatever the score is. Here, you lose if you tie. And the Broncos at plus 143, you think they come out this week, then you bank the, back the Broncos in the first quarter. The Browns plus 125, I do think there's a little bit of value there. Uh, that is a lean toward the Browns on that. So if you want to find it on Bet Rivers, just go to the game and scroll all the way to the right. It's the next to last one. It says quarter. Okay. That's, that's another bet that I like in this game. I think that's kind of interesting. So here's the deal. The side I'm off of now, I'm not going to mess with it. Um, I, I think if you can get back in at, at three and a half, three, three and a half, I'm fine with it. I doubt the line goes there. Um, the next thing, Dearness Johnson, I gave you the numbers between 58 and a half, even 61 and a half. If it's any higher than that, I back off any lower than that. Absolutely get in. And lastly, Broncos, slow starts. Browns first quarter money line was, uh, minus 150. Now it's minus 134. That's okay. I like the three way first quarter thing here with the Browns at plus 125. So here's what we got going on. More Broncos talk. My buddy Nate Kreckman, um, local radio personality, should be joining me later in the show. Uh, but next, let's talk a little more Broncos. Let's talk some nuggets and preview the season. And also, I still want to find out why table tennis is such a heavily bet sport here in Colorado. Ian St. Clair should be joining me from PlayColorado.com here in just a moment. When the game starts, the betting doesn't stop at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Live betting is fast-paced and gives you a chance to pick up some value as the game unfolds. Whether you're looking to find plus money opportunities, hedge your bets, or invest more in your favorites, live betting at Bet Rivers delivers an exciting sports betting experience. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers iOS app. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Playable only in states where Bet Rivers is licensed. And in New Jersey at Play Sugar House. The Denver City Cast is presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting, and it has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering same-game parlays in all pro football matchups. They're bringing back their Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. In this NFL season, they have a $1 million Beat the Spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more than rewarding at BetRivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com to bet. So I told you Ian St. Clair from Play Colorado was coming on, and he's on. Ian, wonderful to see you. Wonderful to finally meet you. You and I have gone back and forth a whole bunch and welcome into the uh, Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers, of course, uh, under the VEASAN umbrella. Before we get going, hello, and what do you guys got going on at Play Colorado, just so people understand 
what it is actually that you do and why you're really connected into the Colorado betting community. Well, first off, thanks for having me on, Holden. I am excited about this. I think it's definitely a new venture, and it's basically like the, the, the wild, wild west right now where we are just getting into to what is about to be a huge expedition for sports betting and game and gambling in this country. So thank you for the chance to come on with you. PlayColorado.com is your one-stop shop for sports betting, gambling, casino news to help make you a safer and a smarter better with analysis, news, features, opinions, all of it just to help you get a better idea of what's going on in the industry. And as I said, how, how to make you a safer and a smarter better. All right. So that's terrific. And that's kind of what we're doing on here too. And we'll have a little partnership and I'm looking forward to uh, helping each other out here. So let's just get into it. You, you know, all the numbers behind things. Obviously the NFL is the biggest here with the nuggets tipping off tonight. As we tape this on Wednesday is the NBA by far and away, the second most bet on sport in Colorado. Absolutely. I, I think when you look at the numbers that the department of gaming releases or the division of gaming releases every month the nba if it's not at the top it's number two and then the reason it's number two as you mentioned is the nfl so obviously the nfl will be the driver for sports betting in this country but nba betting is by far the second most popular because of how many games there are i think the biggest thing is same game parlays Brent Rivers, Rivers does, does it. it. I just put in the same game parlay this morning. So yeah, I think that's a huge, I mean, same game parlays are ideal for the NBA just because of what can happen. And I think that's why it's so popular, not to mention how many games there are. A normal, a normal season has 82 games. And then here in Colorado, it's the excitement of the Denver Nuggets <clears throat> when you have Nikola Jokic and Michael Porter Jr. And a team that, hopefully is contending for an NBA championship that just adds to the betting enthusiasm and excitement. So yeah, absolutely. The NBA is by far uh, the second most popular sport to bet on in this state. But if we throw college, if we throw college football in there, is college, is college football right there with the NFL or just below it, or is it NFL NBA college? I think at least in Colorado college is I think third, just because I mean, the best team right now is Air Force, and Air Force is off to its best start since 2002. They just got its first win over Boise State this last weekend on the Smurf turf for the first time since 2016. So Air Force is now on a path to win the Mountain West Conference Championship. But I, I think because since CU and CSU have struggled so much the last decade or so, there isn't a lot of enthusiasm around college football. Obviously, there are a lot of Nebraska fans here, but Nebraska hasn't been good for 10 years either. Uh -huh. So I think college football, while still popular and people will still bet it, I don't think it's on the level of the NBA or the NFL. Okay, so we got that out of the way. Baseball, hockey, uh, almost secondary here, although we will be talking about the Avs, a very good team. And we'll see if anybody can get excited about the Rockies this year. Although one of my favorite sports to bet is baseball. Uh, first fives have been very, very good to me uh, so far this season. But let's get into a, a, one other thing before we get into the Nuggets preview and the uh, the Broncos on Thursday. What's up with table tennis? Like, 
we talk about NFL, NBA, college football. Is table tennis right behind there, or is it just two behind there? And why in the hell is table tennis popular in, of all places, Colorado? So table tennis is consistently in the top five. If it's not in the top five of most wagered sports in Colorado, it's around six, and it usually beats soccer. It beats MMA, so that includes UFC events. So it golf more than more often than not. So yes, table tennis is incredibly popular. It has been it has been popular since the launch of sports betting in this state since the May since May of 2020. And the main reason is when the market launched over a year ago. There weren't any major sports to bet on. U.S. didn't have anything going on. The only thing to bet on was table tennis. And since then, it's become a niche. It has become something that, uh, obviously, we always talk about at PlayColorado.com. I've written about it numerous times. I sent you the story that I wrote over a year ago mm-hmm. about why is table tennis so popular in this state. Anytime the handle comes out for the state, it's always a running joke of, and yes, table tennis was yet again in the top five. As for the reason that it's stuck, even after sports came back with baseball and then the NBA in the bubble and then the NHL, is because of when it happens, it's usually in the morning, so people are able to get uh, a little warm up for their betting prior to the NBA or MLB, NHL, the NFL. And then it's quick payouts. It's quick uh, matches between the two people. So, I mean, it's like, what, 10 to 15 minutes. I haven't bet table tennis yet, and I won't. But it's, it's, it's quick, and you get quick payouts. And the timing of it, as I said, is a big reason why it's still so popular. Yeah, I'm just looking at it. Bet Rivers has uh, Yuri Vyacheslavich Lubov versus Miroslav Minkov. You don't want to handicap that for me? I, I do not. I okay. Fair. I, it I, might I, be easy. It might be easier to handicap the pronunciations of the names and how bad I butcher <laughs> them. I'm, <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not bothering. But that's coming up later today. If you're interested uh, in betting that, by all means, Let, let's just quickly get into a couple of big stories here. Case Keenum is going to be starting for the. Cleveland Browns, obviously the Case Keenum revenge game. How how badly do the books or, or how do the books view the Broncos to the point to where they go from four to three and a half to three? The Keenum news comes out and they're still underdogs at Cleveland. They're facing Case Keenum. And without so I look points. at this, they're getting two points. Like, what do you want to do with this line? For me, it's a stay away situation now. I liked him at three and a half. I don't want to touch it right now, but what does it say? This line dropped to two and the Broncos are still dogs against Case Keenum. And keep in mind, the Browns don't have Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt either. Right. And there's potential that Odell Beckham misses. And Jarvis Landry could come back, but he's been missing. He's been on IR. So, and when the Lions first came out, most of the books had the line at plus seven. So it's dropped this far, and as you said, even with Case Keenum, the Broncos are still a two or two and a half point dog. And this is a game that I am staying away from. I'm not touching it. And I'm not going to touch the over under. The over under was usually around 42, 42 and a half. Now it's dropped to 41 and a half. So even that I'm not touching. So 
I, I think it speaks to what the Broncos are right now. And I think the first three games were clearly a mirage. Now the last three weeks, they've shown what they really are, which is a dumpster fire. And I, I have little faith in this team. As I pointed out on my Broncos podcast that I do, Vic Fangio and his coaching staff just got outcoached by a team that doesn't have a head coach. And now they're going into Cleveland on a short week, which I think is a better staff and Kevin Stefanski with the Browns. So even though they don't have Baker Mayfield, they don't have Kareem Hunt, they don't have Nick Chubb, I still think the Browns are going to be the favorite in this game because you, you look, especially at the Broncos' offensive line, they just struggled against the Raiders. And now Garrett Bowles and Bobby Massey are going to try to block Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney. That's not a matchup that I like. And on the conversely, the Broncos' defense is going to be without Alexander Johnson and Josie Jewell, their top two linebackers, against a team that is the best running attack, a running game offense in, in football right now. They, they average about 165 point yards, 165 yards rushing per game. So I, I'm staying away from this game, and I, I think the Broncos are going to end up losing this, but. We'll see. It should be a it should be a close game. Well, you and I are kind of on the same are on the same path on a lot of this. Here's here's where we're going to differ. I actually like Dearness Johnson's rushing yards, and I laid this out at the top of the the show. If you can get it between fifty eight and a half, even up to sixty one and a half, I'm fine with that. Just because of the Broncos' issues at at linebacker, they lost three of them in that last game, especially inside linebacker. We saw what Kenyon Drake did. So I'm, I, I've got an over on the Johnson thing. I know the other side is, hey, the Broncos are just going to stack the box. But I, I, just with these injuries, I still like the game plan. Johnson probably gets a lot of the balls there, uh, the carries there. And then the other thing, how about uh, the first quarter? I mean, the Broncos have stunk in the first quarter so far. Why not at least take a shot on the Browns in the first quarter? I understand why you would be hesitant on that just because th this really is a debacle with all these injuries right now. But those are the two bets I'm looking at. And I'm also looking for some honest feedback here. So what would you make of Johnson's over rushing yards and maybe taking the Browns in the first quarter? I like both of those actually, because I think there's a lot of pressure on the Broncos and let's keep in mind, Teddy Bridgewater was hobbling to the Pat Bowen field house for practice on Tuesday. So he's not exactly 100% either. And if the Broncos have to turn to Drew Locke, that's a nightmare scenario for me, mm -hmm. again, especially against this defense. And if the, if, the Bron if the Broncos do stack the box, I don't think they will, but they're not going to be able to stop the run. I don't, I don't have any confidence in this defensive line to get the pressure that it's needed up the field to stop Dearness Johnson. So I would probably take the over in his rushing. And then based on the way the secondary has played throughout the course of this season, not just the last three weeks and the losses, they have been shredded by basically every opposing offense from Lamar Jackson to Ben Roethlisberger, mm -hmm. even Derek Carr. Now Case Keenum is going to have the ability to do it. And I, I just, that's something to keep an eye on too, is I, I I'm not going to say, drop a bet on Case Keenum because that would be foolhardy, but I don't have confidence in the secondary that's going to be able to do its job either. So definitely take a look at the, the Dearness Johnson rushing totals. Um, and I, I would lean toward the over on that because I just don't think the Broncos are going to be able to do what's needed 
against this offensive line for Cleveland. It might be rough sledding in the beginning, too, if you bet that, uh, just because I think they are going to stack the box. I think you're going to have to be patient. And at some point in time, he breaks a big one, and he gets some chunk yardage there, and he gets the volume, you know, 20 carries. They're averaging 5.2 carry, yards per carry this year. That's with Chubb and Hunt. Like I said, you knock this down a yard, and he still gets 15 carries. He's over that 60 and a half. Uh, exactly. So that's the Broncos side of things. Let's go to the Nuggets. I mean, I'm excited, man. The, the Nuggets tipping things off. Still think they're a year away from, from winning everything. I'd like to see Murray for a full season. He's gone at least till February. I've seen April. I, I think after the All-Star break, we're going to see him. But you guys did your preview. And again, uh, we're kind of on the same page with something. The Nuggets over 47 and a half wins this year. Uh, I think the only way they don't get to this number is if Michael Porter Jr. is injured for an extended period of time, which is always possible, or Jokic is out for, for a while. And that's only why I'm hesitant. But I found some interesting notes here. They only have two back-to-backs after the All-Star break. So they're going to have a lot of rest after the All-Star break. We know how important that is in the NBA these days. 14 of their 23 games are going to be at home in that span. So that thanks to the Action Network for that. Um, so I could see chasing the number in the preseason if they get off, or, or in season, uh, if they get off to a slow start. But your thoughts on the Nuggets win total this year? For me, I placed over 47 and a half. So our new Nuggets betting writer, TJ McBride, who has experience covering the Nuggets for a lot of years, he's been a beat writer this is his first dab into, into betting coverage. He had a great point about, is Michael is Michael Malone going to rest his players as they get ready for the playoffs? Because I think that's one of the things that happened against the Phoenix Suns in the second round of the playoffs, and this is what TJ brings up in his betting preview, is how much of that, and you mentioned after the All-Star break, but prior to the All-Star break, how much is he going to rest his starters? And how much is he going to rest his players to get them and keep them fresh for the playoffs. That would be the only thing that would keep me hesitant on the 47 and a half wins around that number is because of that. And knowing what happened last year against the Suns and what could be coming ahead, obviously Jamal Murray coming back is going to be huge. I think that's going to be a difference maker if he's able to come back for the playoffs and get, get at least get in game shape and get back into the mode of playing in the NBA having his ability to take a game over with his shooting is going to be a dramatic difference from what this team had against the Suns. If you're able to get Jamal Murray back, adding him to Nikola Jokic and Michael Porter Jr., can Aaron Gordon have some sort of impact on this team defensively and offensively? As TJ pointed out, his, his contributions were still somewhat theoretical. There was no statistical impact on the Nuggets' defensive rating, which was at 110.4 with or without him on the floor. So what kind of impact does Aaron Gordon make on this team is another one that I'm looking at. So there are a couple of things to keep an eye on that are sort of out of the control of everybody. And it's going to depend upon what Michael Malone and his coaching staff do in terms of resting players to keep them fresh. So that's just something to keep in mind if you look at the win total. All right. Yep. And we got a, a game coming up against the Suns tonight as well which I will break down in just a couple of minutes. Ian, once again, playcolorado.com, stuff we talked about, you can find on their site. I'll be talking about it, and we'll have somebody from Play Colorado, uh, including Ian, joining us weekly here because I think 
you know, you you look at some of the betting trends, you look at what's going on with news in the state of Colorado, it's going to affect things. Um, so, Ian, thank you very much for the time. Really appreciate it. And I look forward to having you on again, pal. Absolutely. Thanks, Holden. I'm looking forward to this. And I think it's an exciting time to be in the state of Colorado as a sports fan and as a sports better. Thanks again to Ian for hopping on. It's time now for me to give my favorite bet from the Nuggets game tonight. It's a hard lean. It is not anything that I have put in yet. And then we're going to go into a really deep dive on just the Nuggets with Nate Kreckman. Uh, he's with Altitude Sports Radio here in town. In town. So I'm, I'm looking at the total of this Nuggets-Suns game. This is so much fun. The NBA is back. The Nuggets are back. The most exciting team in town. Maybe the, the Avalanche too. But boy... This is fun. So I'm looking at a bunch of different angles. First of all, you see where the spread, the Nuggets plus six. We remember what the Suns did to them in the playoffs last year. I, I don't want to mess with the side. I, I just don't feel that comfortable with it, to be perfectly honest with you. I do want to talk about the total, though. And this thing is really vacillated. It's sitting at 224. So it was 223 and a half. This thing goes to 224 and a half and then kind of settles back at 223 and a half. And now at Bet Rivers, you're getting this at, at 224, which is an interesting number. Okay. Uh, very profitable teams when you're betting the over, both these teams, specifically because the Nuggets struggle defensively. Listen, we don't, we, we care if the Nuggets win, but we don't care how they get there. And the thing working for betters backing the Nuggets totals is that they can't play defense. Their defense just stinks. They can't guard the three. So the Suns were seventh in the league in scoring last year, 115 points. The Nuggets, 115 points. Um, and the total points from the three games last year, 209, which would have been under, 256 and 232. That first one went under. The interesting, the other interesting point is you have to look at where totals in the NBA are going. It's a completely different game from just five years ago. Five years ago, the average over under in the NBA was 210 and a half. Last year, 224. 224. I mean, we've gone up 14 points in five years. Why? Well, efficiency and the change in the game. The analytics, the numbers started catching up. Front offices realized this. So what do they do? They shoot threes at a very high percentage and they get dunks. Took them a long time to realize this. And this is why you don't see the mid-range jumper as much. Although I think it's going to come back. Chris Paul's kind of proven that. But Phoenix, fifth and three-pointers made last year. Denver, you'd like to see them come up a little bit. Ultimately, I think because of the defenses of these two games, I have a strong lean to the over 224 in this game. I will hit it. At 223 and a half, I think half points are very big in this league. But if it sits at 224 over the next couple hours today, I'll consider hitting it at minus 112 to the over with this game tonight. By the way, if you're looking at the under, 224 minus 109 on Bet River. So that's my that's my best bet from this game tonight. It is a hard lean right now, and I will let you know. If I hit this bet on Bet Rivers uh, via Twitter. So, next, a deep dive into the 2021 22 Denver Nuggets season. Nate Kreckman should be joining me 
next on Bet Rivers Denver CityCast. Looking for a hot tip to bet on? Check out the new match tips at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. The new tips feature gives you special insights on player props and match bets for the top tips of the day. Go to Bet Rivers before the game, find your match, and tap the tips icon to see independent research on recent team and player performance. Bet with confidence. Visit the Bet Rivers mobile app or go to betrivers.com and get the top tips of the day. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Playable only in states where Bet Rivers is licensed and in New Jersey at Play Sugar House. Ah, yes, it is time to preview the Nuggets. Nate Kreckman, Altitude 92.5. You can listen to him Monday through Friday. Nate, wonderful to see your smiling face. Well, you're not. Yeah, there you are. There's a smile. Wonderful to see your smiling face again. How are you? Occasionally, I will smile. I try not to make it a habit. (laughs) And I do not blame you for that. (laughs) Uh, Right now, you are in a place with uh, two kids where I was a couple years ago. They're both young, and you don't get to sleep, so... Um, it's wonderful, and hopefully you enjoy talking to an adult here for a couple of minutes. But let's get into this. The Nuggets are back. You guys carry their games. A lot of excitement around this team. Talk about them from a betting angle. But before we do that, I just want to get your broad thoughts. How is this team going to do this year? That's a great question, and I don't know the answer to it because we haven't seen a team, um, this Nuggets team, have to play 82 games without Jamal Murray. Last year, they uh, lost Jamal down the stretch. Then Aaron Gordon got uncomfortable. Then they got into the postseason. They went a series against Portland. They get their doors blown off by Phoenix. They very clearly missed Jamal Murray very badly. So now they come into this season, a year in which Michael Porter Jr. is going to have to grow up in a hurry. Um, He was really good the second half of last season. Let's see if he can sustain that. Over the course of an entire year, Jokic is going to be awesome. You don't worry about that. Um, And then there's just the point guard problem of not having Jamal Murray on the floor and how this team deals with all of that. So that's probably the biggest picture stuff that's going on with the Nuggets. Um, I think they're good. They have a chance to be really good. They also have a chance to disappoint, which uh, here in Denver we call Nug Life. (laughs) I think most towns are like that, to be honest with you, Nate. But... Let's get into some individual players because, you know, we've got Michael Porter Jr. plus 1,200, 12-1 to be the comeback player of the year. And I don't think he has to be better defensively, although he needs to be better defensively in real life. Probably doesn't need to be better defensively to win this thing. Like, let's go. Let's get the breakdown of MPJ this season and what you think the Nuggets expect out of him after giving him the max contract. Yeah, they paid him a lot of money, and they paid him a lot of money to really be the breakout scorer on this team. They want him to score 25 a night. Now, down the stretch, second half of the season, um, he was shooting 53% from the field, 47% from three. If he can maintain that as a solid 32, 33-minute-a-night kind of player, Um, there's 25 points right there, and there are nights where he's going to go off and he is going to carry you. His mid-range jump shot is basically a layup. That's how good of a shooter this dude is. Corner threes that Nikola Jokic is going to inevitably create for him, he's going to make a ton of those kind of shots. Now, there's a few things that you need to see improve. Number one, his hands just have to get better. They have to get stronger, and that was one of the things that he talked about at the end of last season 
his ability to be able to catch the ball in traffic, which is something you have to do when you play with Nikola Jokic because he is going to thread the needle. Um, the good news is with Porter is he's an excellent mover without the basketball. You don't have to teach that part of the game to him. He's very good at it. He spent his uh, good chunk of his offseason working out with Steph Curry, who may move better without the basketball than any player in the history of the sport. So that's a good guy to pick up some pointers from right there. Um, so with Jokic, again, uh, it, it is it is his ability to open things up on the floor for Porter. As long as that happens, Porter's going like to, like I said, I think he's going to score 25 a night. I think he really is that good. Defensively, he's a liability. And Jokic is not a great defender, so the two of them on the floor together is going to be problematic. And Michael Malone's going to have to play around with those lineups a little bit. But um, I think Porter, given the contract that he is uh, given that you mentioned right there, he's going to get those kind of minutes. Now, you mentioned him for um, for that most improved player. And um, here's my question. Is he going to stay on the floor? Because Michael Porter Jr. is in the uh, Kyrie Irving camp. He did not get a shot in the arm. So MPJ, when he is a close contact, they're going to put him in protocols and he's going to have to miss time. He's had COVID twice. He could very easily get it again and could miss a chunk of time. So that's a problem. And when you're looking at it from that betting perspective, it, it's the end of the year and the voters are looking at it and going, well, this guy missed 15, 20 games because he couldn't stay on the floor because he wasn't vaccinated. That could ding him. And that's something I think the betters need to consider. Yeah, most improved player, not the comeback player. He was out there. Well, I think you have to apply that to everything, though, don't you? Win total, mm-hmm. um, especially the win total. Is that 47 yep. and a half? Yeah, they won 47 games last year in 72 games. Yep. So, you know, that's looking good. You can say that about just about any team with the injuries. Here's the concern with Porter, though, and you know this, that there is a history of injuries. Yep. I mean, going back to college, he didn't really play at Mizzou. He goes there. Then he comes into the league. He's still messed up. He misses games. So that, to me, forget about the most improved player for a second. How about the most uh, games he could stay on the floor player? That's what the, that's what they need at this point. Yeah. So if he's out, does this season get derailed? It's going to make it tough because where's that scoring going to come from? Um, really, you, you take Porter out of the lineup. Jokic is going to get his. You absolutely know that. But then – you're looking at, okay, Will Barton loves to shoot the basketball, obviously. Um, he's going to have to make those shots should that happen. Then you start looking at, okay, uh, Monte Morris and the scoring you can do from the point guard position. Um, the Greens, Jamichael and Jeff that are coming off the bench, they're going to have to provide an extra sort of scoring punch for this team. P.J. Dozier, one of the backup guards. I mean, so far it looks like Michael Malone's not even thrilled with Faku Campazzo or Austin Rivers. So, yeah, if they lose Porter, you're going to have that question of where's the shooting, where's the scoring coming from? Because they gave Aaron Gordon a big old contract, but they gave him that contract to do all of the things on the floor that aren't having to be a dependable shooter and a dependable scorer for this team. So, yeah, an extended absence out of Porter, whether it's the injury thing, whether it's COVID stuff, could be problematic. Yes, could be big-time problematic. And then with Murray, that's the other thing. Murray, I mean, do you have any sense, any feel as to when he comes back? And then after that, it's like when he does come back, then they're going to have to figure out a way for everybody to have these new roles, aren't they? So that's going to be a really interesting period in this team's uh, timeline. It will. It's funny. Last year, they make the Aaron Gordon trade, which I love that trade. He was exactly what they needed. And 
I think he and Jamal got roughly eight or so games together, and they were fantastic. That was one of the best versions of Nuggets basketball you're ever going to see, an admittedly small sample size. And then Jamal goes down with injury. The domino effect and the messing up of everybody's roles kind of took over. Now you mentioned it going in the opposite direction because Porter's going to have the basketball in his hands a whole lot more. He's going to be on ball rather than off ball an awful lot. Well, the moment that Jamal Murray returns, you go back to that Jokic and Murray two-man game because it's the most effective thing. Um, It's the most dominant thing that the Nuggets can do. That's what they can win a championship right in the backs of. But you're going to look at Porter and say you're going to be off ball an awful lot more. Same with Will Barton. uh, Same with Monte Morris. When he is on the floor with that group, you're just going to mess with roles a little bit. So that's something to think about. Now you ask about Murray's injury. Here's here's what I'm trying to figure out. Jamal Murray, um, if if you know anything about him, Jamal Murray is a basketball robot. He's like a cyborg. The dude only lives for basketball. There's like nothing else in his life. It's all he cares about. He's just, and he's kind of crazy about it, um, which is very good when he's completely healthy. But that means that it's going to require the organization to be like, look, man, we got to pump the brakes when we can. We have to take it easy with this injury. Murray's going to be pushing as hard as he possibly can to come back. Now, if he comes back anytime before the postseason, that's less than a calendar year. That's a huge risk for the Nuggets to take. They have a huge investment in Jamal Murray, and if they're going to win a championship, they need him 100%. So it's also possible, Holden, that the Nuggets could simply say, you're shelved for the entire year. We don't care what happens with you. We are keeping you out through the regular season, through the postseason. We can't risk putting you out on the floor Let's go get him next year when we're 100% and we can really contend for a championship. That could happen. I don't think that's what's going to happen, but I would say give it like a 15% shot because a torn ACL is nothing to mess with. All right, Nate Kreckman, you know him if you live in Denver. He's been on the radio here forever. Um, One last player, and then I want to talk about a couple bets for tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the season opener. So first, Bones Highland. I bet smaller conference college basketball. I just think there's a major edge to be had because you're what? You're in the Mountain West. I even yep. think in the Mountain West, these lines are not sharp enough. Mm-hmm. So I watched a lot of A-10, loved watching VCU, mm-hmm. Bones Highland, big-time energy guy. I, I'm trying to think of who he reminds me of. Uh, just anybody that plays with a ton of energy and that can shoot, I guess, would be Bones Highland. What do There's, you see uh, from him? I, what? Do you get Jamal Crawford vibes out of watching Bones a little bit? I feel like this guy plays with more energy than Crawford. Interesting. Just, yeah. Just me. I mean, you got to remember young Jamal Crawford because Jamal was in the okay. NBA for 47 years. <laughs> you know, I do because my first job when when I took a job in Seattle to be a talk show host there was covering Jamal Crawford's high school college decision oh, press conference in Seattle. So trust me, I remember young Jamal Crawford. I just don't remember it being this this energetic. But if you do, I'm going to trust you. I'm thinking Bones, Bulls, Highland. Chicago Bulls, early 2000s, Jamal okay. Crawford. There's uh, there's a shot creation aspect of it. That's that's kind of the one comp that I've really been able to land on. Where I'm like, ah, may, maybe that could be, um, maybe a Lou Williams. Maybe that that if that's his okay. ceiling as a player. By the way, oh man, the Nuggets got a score. They did. 
So what do we expect out of him? Like, is he going to be immediately in the rotation? Does he have to carve out a role? Does he need an injury? Talk to me about the Rook. I, it's so funny because Michael Malone is typically of the school of thought of, I don't play rookies. And and it makes sense. His team's contending. You know, most rookies, they, they carve out niches by going to bad teams and, and getting minutes and making mistakes with very little pressure upon them. But Michael Malone's trying to he's trying to win a championship. He's trying to get to a Western Conference Finals. And so um, he's been tasked with the job in recent seasons. And, and definitely, Bones isn't the only guy that this would apply to. This is going to apply to uh, Bull Bull and whether he's ever going to have any role with this team coming off the bench. With Zeke Naji, with all these young guys, you're trying to develop and contend at the same time, which is a tough thing to do. But the Nuggets have to be a development organization. Fortunately, they finally got a G League franchise. That's going to help them out a little bit. But I think Malone really likes Bones Highland. And I, I think he likes how dangerous he is. I think that he has um, a good on-court IQ. The problem is, is now he goes to the NBA and he's going to get torched because every rookie does when they get to the league. The step up from the A-10 to the Phoenix Suns and Chris Paul and Devin Booker, that is a hell of a step up, right? So um, he's going to get killed a few times and he's going to look bad and Malone's going to yank him and he's going to put him on the bench and he's going to chew him out and all those things. And it's going to be on Michael Malone to say, I can live with some of these mistakes. Don't know. So, don't know whether or not he's going to have the patience. But I can tell you this. I love his game. And I know that Faku and, and Austin Rivers have not looked great in the preseason. And right now, I think Bones Highland is above them in the pecking order. Well, most of them looked like garbage during the preseason. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. face it. All right. Two bets to discuss with you here. And I'm on the fence with the first one. The second one, I'll talk through it with you and then tell you what side I'm on. Uh, again, you're listening to uh, VEASAN's. Uh, Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. So right now the Nuggets plus three hundred on Bet Rivers to win the Northwest Division. Utah minus two seventy eight. Are they going to need an injury on Utah and then just everything to fall perfectly into place to win this division? So. Or is there a legitimate opening here because the value is great at plus three hundred? I just don't see it happening. Uh, I, I don't either, really. Um, the, the And the Jazz have just been a really good regular season team in recent seasons. So, no, I I don't see Denver being able to do that. I've, I've got a ceiling on this team right around 50 wins. Um, I think they're going to be back half of the Western Conference. Um, by the time they get to the postseason, hopefully there's something higher than a, than a six seed. I mean, you look around the rest of the division, I don't think anybody else – uh, Portland's a little bit of a mess. Yeah. OKC doesn't have enough talent. Minnesota's Minnesota. So I don't think there's any other real threat to supplant Utah. But the Jazz are, again, they're just such a damn good regular season team. Um, the Nuggets have been in recent seasons as well, but I don't see them overtaking the Jazz. I I got Utah probably as a 53-54 win team, and I got Denver, again, maxing out right around 50, maybe 51. Yeah, I still like that over 47 and a half. I, I'm going to go yeah. there. And I think, listen, we could talk about injuries with every every single team. There is a major issue with Porter Jr. I'm still going to go with this team being talented enough because they got Jokic to get to over 47. And then lastly, tonight's game, uh, the season opener. I don't like either. I don't like the side here. Six points. Maybe you do. You can tell me why. 
Uh, but I'll tell you why I like the over at 224 on Bet Rivers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just look at the way the game has changed. Over the last five years, the average total has gone from 210 to 224. Yeah. Second of all, both these teams stink defensively. I mean, <laughs> it, they're, they're a joke, right? You're not in your head. Yeah, we got two garbage defensive teams. And I still think, despite the rough preseason, these guys come out for Denver. I think it's going to be on Denver. Can they score enough? against this Phoenix team. And to me, the answer is yes. Um, talk to me, give me a little breakdown on this game because I wonder if I'm missing something here. I got to lean on Phoenix in those, in that six points. I really do because think about this. This is a Suns team that comes back. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, by the way, didn't get paid. So I think there's going to be a little motivation going on there yeah. for DeAndre Ayton here on opening night. And Ayton did a great job against Jokic in the playoffs last year. Really, Ayton might give Jokic a worse matchup than almost anybody else in the NBA. It's not Joel Embiid. Jokic kills that dude. It's not Rudy Gobert. Jokic kills that dude. DeAndre Ayton gives him problems, um, bridges. I, that core for Phoenix is locked and loaded and ready to go. Um, and I think that's going to be a hungry team. Denver, on the other hand, we talked about guys got to figure out roles right now. And I think Michael Malone is going to have to uh, do the annual Michael Malone thing and spend 35 games, 40 games trying to figure out what his rotation is. I like Phoenix tonight. I really do. It's, it's, it's a lean, but I don't I don't see Denver going into Phoenix and getting that win this evening. All right. I, you know, I don't see him winning to be a close game. I'm a little uncomfortable with that. I just, I look at both teams, Nate, I mean, for the most part, they're healthy. Yeah, let's just take Murray out of the equation. He's not playing. He's not coming back anytime soon. I'm not worried about I, – I just like a lot of points. You know, if Phoenix shoots the three, Denver can't defend the three. Am I right? Denver can still shoot a three once in a while. Uh, what would keep you off the over on this? What's the other side of things? Um, nothing's keeping me off the over because right now I'm looking at last year's playoff series, and here were your – uh, four final scores, 122-105, 123-98, 116 So I think uh, my, by my quick math, I think three out of those four went over uh, on that total right there. And again, Phoenix winning by, uh, let's see, 17, 25, 14, and 7. Ooh. They beat the snot out of the Nuggets in that series last year. Maybe... Maybe a an off-season rested Jokic comes out firing tonight, although he just had a baby. So Jokic is, has been living yeah. that life a little bit as well. So uh, the good news is he didn't play in the Olympics. He actually took an off-season for himself. He's wildly unpopular back in Serbia as a result of having done that right now. I think they'll get over it. He's the MVP. Um, but, yeah, uh, right now I'd, I would lean Suns and I would lean over on that total tonight. Yeah, I'm feeling the over right now. It's getting bumped up to from 223 and a half to 224 to 224 and a half on Bet Rivers right now. Nate, it was good to catch up with you. It was it was fun doing those 20 shows with you or something here at Altitude great, in man. town. I'm glad you're having a lot of success. I'm I'm really proud of you and it's great for me to to finally get in and uh have a chance to get out to a lot of Denver betters and we'll go from there. Nate Kreckman. Thank you very much. Thanks, Holden. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right. Thanks to Nate. Thanks to Ian. Great information. Love talking with them. And let me just recap what we talked about here. Obviously, 
with the Broncos and the Browns. What's happening? Case Keenum is starting. Case Keenum, oh, says this is what he was built for. Well, I still don't like betting the side here back in the Broncos, even if it's two or plus one and a half plus two. It scares me a little bit the way that they've been playing. But I'll say it again. I think for Dearness Johnson, this is just a player prop for Dearness Johnson. I see him getting, you know, 65, 70 yards. 65 probably is a floor, but I usually give myself a little wiggle room. So when you see this pop up again at Bet Rivers, if it's 61 and a half or less, I mean, I don't know, 62 and a half, maybe, I would back Dearness Johnson there. The second bet, it was good to talk uh, talk it out with Nate. I'm hitting the over in the Nuggets game. As a matter of fact, 224 is the over there. I would bet that up to 224 and a half. So I think that number set very nicely, but we went through the process and we talked about why that's a good bet. And I'm going to keep it that way. So uh, thanks again to Steven, our producer behind the scenes. Great work. Thanks for making this sound good. Uh, for Nate and Ian, my name is Holden Kushner, and thank you very much for listening to the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. When the game starts, the betting doesn't stop at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Live betting is fast-paced and gives you a chance to pick up some value as the game unfolds. Whether you're looking to find plus money opportunities, hedge your bets, or invest more in your favorites, live betting at Bet Rivers delivers an exciting sports betting experience. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers iOS app. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Playable only in states where Bet Rivers is licensed and in New Jersey at Play Sugar House. At Bet 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.